Hello, this is Daniel Vayoff, and this is Behind the Story Podcast. Welcome to this edition of Behind the Story. I talked to former WWE superstar, um, Justin Credible, who was also known as PJ Walker, and Aldo Montoya. And about to call him right here. Mr. Credible? Yeah, how are you? How are you? This is Daniel Vale. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Now, I wrote down some, actually a lot of questions. Um, I heard you say on Hannibal.tv, I always start off with asking questions about if you're a fan and things like that, but because I heard that on Hannibal.tv... I heard you say that you liked some of actually my favorites too, like Ric Flair and people like that. And I heard you say that before you met Shawn Michaels as a wrestler, you always looked up to him. Yes, I did. Well, um, I was going to save this for later on, but um, I, I did tweet that I, um, or message you that. I like to interview people about their real life because they, uh, I don't think that's shared enough with, uh, with people. So, how did you, how did you get to know Shawn Michaels and his friends personally? Oh, uh, I was, uh, in the same, uh, I was in WWE at the same time as Shawn, and, mm-hmm. uh, I got to actually work Shawn, uh, in singles matches at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Royal Rumble, etc. Hmm. Oh, okay. Um. All right, that's that's not that's uh interesting to find out. I was so young at the time that that um, as a kid, I was so young when I started watching wrestling that my earliest memory was actually just watching videotapes with uh, my uncle. So even though I even though I rem- um, remembered watching at the time, a lot of the thing, a lot of your matches, I didn't really see because we would watch Monday Nitro. Sure. And uh, then when you became just incredible, I wasn't watching at that time because once because we watched Nitro only. So even though I always knew who you were. I even saw some videos of you. I had to actually look at your Wikipedia to really know what you did. And to be honest with you, I was actually amazed at um at the transformation between you know the character you're known at known as now and Aldo Montoya. Yeah, it was a big transformation, sure, yeah. Mhm. And um, oh yeah, these are some questions I had. Uh, when you were, when you broke into the business, because, you know, it's, I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of interviews of just that. So, what I had asked once was, 
what is the kind of training like? Like, um, I hear a lot today of how, um, people don't know, people aren't taught the important parts of the business, like how to know when the fans are ready for the match to end, and things like that, which I heard several times it was called psychology. So, how were, what were the things you were taught in, uh, in, when you were trained? Um, sure, yeah, we were just always taught to, uh, to kind of go with the flow, to treat it as if wrestling were a real sport, although, of course, it is not. It's entertainment, mm -hmm. but we were taught to just, uh, go along and try to, uh, portray it as if it was as real as possible. Like, if someone kicked me in the stomach in the ring, mm -hmm. I would certainly try to, uh, feel how, you know, how would it feel to get kicked? I would try to act it and, and portray it the best way I could, you know. Uh, and, you know, my training kind of, you know, just really taught me how to do that, how to take the proper bumps um, and, you know, how to properly sell for those things. But uh, for me, pro wrestling was very much a lot of ad lib at the time, um, a lot of cause and effect. If you did something to me, I would react. Uh, in the appropriate way, and vice versa, and, uh, you know, it was actually a beautiful kind of way of, of physical theater, you know, in yeah. a sense. Yes, sir, and I had said, the last time I interviewed somebody, I had said how I always don't uh, really understand why, but there were a lot of things that I would always hear, and I was like, I don't understand what that means, or I understand what it means, but I don't like the sounds of the word. And when I was old enough to understand what fake really meant, which I hate to say that word for anything, uh, but I under but when I understood that it was entertainment, I said, "Oh, so it's acting." So that's I always like to call it that because it's because I always loved show, uh, TV shows and movies. So I was always a big fan of that. So. When I found that out, I said, why do people call it fake instead of acting? Right. And, well, uh... Well, with, 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 the word, with the word fake, it has a connotation of, uh, you know, nobody's really getting hurt. Or, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, the best word I would say for something like what we mm -hmm. do is, it is scripted. It is like mm -hmm. ballet. Uh, mm -hmm. Physical ballet. Yes, um, what we do is, we portray a... Uh, a, a struggle, a competition that is, of mm -hmm. course, not real in the sense of there's no real winners or losers. Everything is predetermined. Mm -hmm. But uh, I guess we get offended at fake because it certainly isn't fake when someone is hitting you uh, pretty hard to make it look mm -hmm. good or the bumps you take on your back mm -hmm. or by accident may get hit in the mm -hmm. head, you know, from a wrong move. And so forth, you know, uh, just recently, uh, somebody, uh, this young lady wrestler, Asuka, got her tooth knocked out by accident. So, that that was that was true to life? Oh, yeah, that was real. Okay, uh, I, you know, I read it, but I'm not always sure it was true to life, because a lot of times I try to look to see if it's accurate or not, and I can never find that out. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and uh, that was, so, uh, so when people say fake, the people like, you know, most of us get hurt all the time, so it's like we take offense to it. I don't necessarily anymore. Uh, I'm too old for to get offended at that, but nonetheless, mm -hmm. I get it because what we do sometimes physically, we do pay the, the price. Um, mm -hmm. 
for all of that, you know, when you, you were like stunt, glorified stuntmen, you know, mm-hmm. you're still landing on that, that mat, you're still flying off the top rope, and mm-hmm. you can't fake that, so uh, fake is certainly like one of those bad words, uh, but yeah, it is of course scripted, it is of course not uh, real, but to say mm-hmm. it's fake, it kind of makes what we do feel phony to us, therefore I think that's why mm-hmm. a lot of people take offense to it, but I, I mean, Look, it's a it's a beautiful ballet of physical, uh, you know, physical, you know, physical work and uh, and a lot of precision and well timed, just like a great fight scene in a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, except we do it without any nets, and we are our own stuntmen. You know, we don't get to, you know, we do it in front of a live audience, minus COVID, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do it uh, where you know you don't have a second chance. You know, you don't have a uh, take two so to speak so it's a it's very much a, a different animal on its own it's a different sort of thing um and yeah but it's still it, it's, a, it's a great art and i think uh now more than ever fans appreciate what we do as uh, a form of entertainment and a form of a physical art so to speak you know and, mm-hmm. it, and it's great uh, I, I love where uh, the business is going uh, in 2021 mm-hmm. okay thank you uh the name P.J. Walker, sure. uh, was, oh, I actually want to ask, what was, well, who booked your first match? Uh, my first match, uh, it was, uh, it was just, uh, I, I wrestled at my wrestling, I trained at the wrestling school mm-hmm. uh, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, that was run by the Hart Brothers, and, mm-hmm. um, I came home, uh, in the summer of 92, and then uh, I had an opportunity to go back out and wrestle my first 10 matches for a small promoter in Calgary. And um, I just happened to uh, to get lucky enough where they needed an extra match. And they put me uh, with uh, my friend who I had graduated wrestling school with. And uh, PJ Walker was just simply, my first name was, you know, I was looking for a wrestling name. Mm-hmm. Didn't have one. My first name was Peter, my middle name was Joseph, mm-hmm. and I was a big fan of Star Wars, so I figured I would uh, I would be a high flyer, so my name would be PJ, quotes, air quotes, Sky, last name Walker, mm-hmm. and uh, that would be the gimmick, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I used that for the first couple of months. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, my brother loves... To, uh, Star Wars. Yes, sir. My brother loves Star Wars also. So, uh, oh, that's awesome. so we, we watched, me and my dad watched, uh, the recent Skywalk, the recent Star Wars, uh, before COVID hit, so that was, it was really fun to see that. It was funny a yeah. little bit too, but, um, yeah. going back to my questions, um, oh yeah, Aldo Montoya, uh, I'm gonna be careful how I ask this. Um, <laughs> who, whose idea was, whose idea was that name from? Um, the whole Aldo Montoya, uh, character came from WWE, um, from their creative department. Um, mm. before they ever met me as a, as an individual, as a person, mm-hmm. um, they were looking, they cre- had created a character called Aldo Montoya. Mm-hmm. Portuguese man of war, and I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Uh, before I knew it, you know, uh, they were looking for a Portuguese actor.
um, that was a professional wrestler, and I was Portuguese. I spoke it, etc. You know, mm-hmm. um, second generation Portuguese uh, athlete, and uh, I was in the right place at the right time, and uh, I just fit the fit the bill there. So mm-hmm. it really was just uh, kind of luck to um, you know to get that Aldo gig because they were planning on it uh, before myself, you know, ever you know before I ever came along. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for that. Um, when uh, oh yeah, what I was gonna say next was um, were you? How long did you? I read that you stayed on that character for about two years. Um, did did you when you left WWE? Were you still in that character? Or did they, or did they repackage you? Did I what? Did you stay as Aldo Montoya when you uh, left yes. the WWE? Uh, no, I only wrestled contractual stuff in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did Aldo from uh, 1994 till 07. Um, but I never did Aldo uh, outside of the WWE. Okay. They own. They own the name. So yeah, okay. that was uh, how it went. Okay. Um. What caused you to? Le- what was the real life reason you left the WWE? Uh, that's a good question. Are you there? trouble hearing you until that last sentence. Uh, I was having trouble hearing some of what you said oh, until okay. you said uh, they offered you... Oh, I got you. Uh-huh. Oh, well, the reason... No, the, the reason... Is to, you know, they offered me a, a good amount of money and an opportunity to, to grow as a performer and to, to be more than uh, than Aldo to kind of be to step away from that character mm-hmm. and to be a main event player somewhere else, which mm-hmm. uh, I think I was ready for as a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, was that in ECW? Uh, yeah, it was in ECW, absolutely, mm-hmm. where okay. I you know got a great opportunity and uh, later on came became two time tag team champion and uh, one time world heavyweight champion. It was a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay, let me see if I, there's something else. Oh, yeah. Some of the, I, I have a condition where... I have a thyroid condition where it's underactive and... get fu- One of the symptoms is your brain gets fuzzy, so... I very easily forget what I'm thinking. So I have to look back at this. At my questions. Oh, yeah. Um, 
when you went against um, Scott Hall, was that an... Oh, I'm sorry, let me restate that. Um, I heard you say that you blocked out the memory of what happened with Scott Hall. How he shouldn't have been anywhere near the ring. Uh, oh, uh, that, that time where he was really messed up? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that was, that was, yeah, I was put in a bad situation. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Scott uh, was a dear friend to me, and mm-hmm. uh, I was embarrassed, embarrassed for him. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I was put in a situation where promoters were looking at me because there was a, a sold-out crowd of fans mm-hmm. wanting to see Scott Hall. And, uh, you know, the, they, everybody was looking to me, and I was like... It was unfair for me to have to make that kind of wrong, mm-hmm. well, you know, to do. I don't want to make the wrong decision. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just tried to, uh, to, to, you know, he wanted to go on. And, you know, what do I say, right? He's my mm-hmm. senior. He, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the young guy. He's the mm-hmm. veteran. Mm-hmm. And I just went with Scott. And, you know, even though he wasn't in any condition, I, uh, I took the coward's way out, I will say. And just went along with with what he said. And uh, mm-hmm. in hindsight, of course, I should not have done that, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was put in a bad situation. I didn't know what to do. I just wanted to make everyone happy, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, sir. I I probably would have done the same thing if I was in your situation. Because right. I don't I don't like getting people yeah, upset, so I probably would have done that. Real, no, but just real quick, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I didn't want to mess anything up, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. first match together as far as as far as working as far as having chemistry a lot, but I had an idea of something, because I always have, everybody has a different um, view on people that somebody else does, so I want to do word association. Sure. Um, before I forget, um, okay. Not as a, not as a wrestler, but as a person, um, how would you describe uh, Ric Flair? Flair? Yes, sir. As a, if you've ever, you know, been around him, outside sure. of just being uh, in the business. Sure. Uh, one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. and the reason I got involved in this great business of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, I adored him. And uh, when I was a kid, I used to dress up like Flair and wrestle in the backyard <laughs> with the woos and the chops and everything. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted to be like Rick, and Rick was the reason mm-hmm. I had the courage and the guts to, to go and train to be a pro wrestler. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, um... The last person I know you wrestled in WWE is Batista. Um, how would you describe him from your the little bit of time you met him? Oh, um, I love Dave. I think mm-hmm. Dave is he's a very good pro wrestler. He's a very kind human being. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, when I wrestled Dave on television, I had wrestled him almost 15 times previously uh, on live events, like not televised shows. Um, and WWE does that for several reasons. Uh, one of them being, excuse me, they want you to you know, be familiar with who you're working with. So Dave and I uh, were very comfortable, even though he was a rookie mm-hmm. and he was making his debut. Um, we had had 15 or so matches under our belt. So when it was time on Monday Night Raw, we just went out there um, just rocked it. I love Dave. Dave's mm-hmm. a, a very, very great wrestler and a great performer and a great guy, too. People don't understand. He's one of the kindest people. I've had the privilege of, uh, of knowing in his business, and I can call him a friend today. He's awesome. Mm. Okay, good. Um, oh, yeah. Another person that I can think of from ECW would be uh, Shane Douglas. What oh, do you yeah. think of him? Um, I love Shane. Uh, just uh, professionally, mm-hmm. as, a, as a pro wrestler, I think he's one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best world champions of all time. I'll say that. Um, and also, uh, as a human being, one of the kindest, gentlest souls I've ever met. He's mm-hmm. a true friend mm-hmm. and a true icon in his business. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Shane with all my heart. And I think he feels the same. I hope the same way. I think he does. Uh, We're we're good friends to this day. I love the franchise. He's awesome. Okay. Good. Um, I, um, there's so many different people to think of. I wanted to do this in 30 minutes. Okay. So, um, so I'll just, um, I don't know how much talent back in those days got to spend with Vince McMahon because everybody has different views of him. Uh, What were your experiences like with him? Um, I was privileged. I actually spent a a lot of time with Vince um, because when I was there, you know, especially in 92 to 94, um, it was still very much the old school days where, you know, if you had a problem, you went to Vince personally. You didn't have to go through a hundred people in the office mm-hmm. to get to the old man, you know. Um, mm-hmm. When he, when I got offered my first contract, uh, it was Vince who offered it to me. Uh, he asked me, uh, he goes, PJ, could you step outside with me for a minute? And uh, Vince and I stepped outside. I thought I was in trouble. You know, I thought I was going to get mafia executed by Vince. <laughs> and uh, it's what it felt like. But uh, he was there to offer me a job. So uh, I always felt very comfortable around him. Uh, he's a he's a very stern businessman, mm-hmm. but very fair. And 
and uh, he's you know he will uh, do anything he can. If you're loyal to the WWE and to Vince McMahon, he'll be loyal to you. Uh, you know, to some degrees, of course. You know, business, of course, always goes, comes first. But uh, I'll tell you, Vince, in this, and I won't elaborate because it's personal. But uh, mm-hmm. Vince has done some things for me that uh, you know have been above and beyond. Let's just say it that way, uh, financially and otherwise, uh, to help me. So uh, I'm very grateful for Vince McMahon. Okay, good. Um. Oh yeah, some people. Don't know what you do now, because Wikipedia doesn't put everything, and sometimes they put a lot of inaccurate things. So, what do you do now? Um, right now I'm just uh, basically doing uh, wrestling. I'm doing wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, even though with COVID it's been very difficult. Although mm-hmm. I have stayed busy in Florida and in Texas, and I'm mm-hmm. also podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm doing documentaries uh, in the wrestling business. And uh, when I'm not doing that, I'm doing uh, construction on the mm-hmm. side. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all over the place, kind of. You know, okay. what's your a little bit, uh, a little bit of everything. Okay, what's your what? You said you're doing podcasting. Uh, what? Oh, yeah, what's the name of your podcast? podcast? Um, well, I have an AEW review show that I do weekly mm-hmm. with Vince Russo. Uh, I thought I saw that. Yes, sir. Yeah, I do it on his brand. And uh, I also have my own show on his network as well called Pro Wrestling 101, which is a uh, once a week, 20 minute excerpt on uh, basically little lessons about professional wrestling. Uh, if you are a wrestler, how to uh, improve in your craft. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do those two. And of course, I do, uh, you know, I try to do as many of these as possible with uh, other podcasts out there mm-hmm. throughout the country and the world. Okay, good. That's great. Um, or something I, oh yeah, I should have said this right away, I, I guess I didn't think about it, uh, who, who did train you? Oh, I'm oh, sorry, you sure. said that, you said that it was run by the Hart Brothers, uh. Yes, uh, the Hearts in Calgary, uh, Brett and Owen's family. Mm-hmm. But, hmm, I have to, I have to ask this, because, uh, I'm thinking how Chris Jericho went to the, I can only same assume school. he went, he went to, the, to, the to the same school. school. He went to the same school, yep, he uh, was there a year and a half before me. Hmm. So, I guess because things changed so much, I was wondering, what was the name of the trainer? Mine was Keith Hart. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, it should be the so. same as Chris, because uh, I believe Chris and my mm-hmm. uh, future partner... Lance Storm uh, mm-hmm. were both there uh, at the same time, so I think we all had the same trainer. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I had I get a lot of DVD documentaries about okay. wrestlers' lives, so yes, sir. I heard Lance Storm say the first person he met in the school that looked like they could do it physically yeah. was Chris Jericho. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so thank you. Uh, okay, good. 27 minutes, good. Uh, I thank you, and I really don't, I can't think of anything else, so I want to say thank you, and uh, I hope I hope you go as far as you can with podcasting, um, and I just want to say, just um, thank you, and just uh, have a good, have a good uh, night, and um. Uh, 
just um I don't know what else to say, so just thank you. Well, I appreciate it, man, and thank mm-hmm. you. You did a great job. I, I had a good time talking mm-hmm. to you, man. I know, thank uh, you. you know, there's a lot of these podcasts, and uh, you really did an amazing job of asking the great questions. And believe it or not, bro, mm-hmm. you asked me some questions that nobody else asked me, so kudos to you, man. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed I enjoyed myself. It was a good half hour, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm always here, man. Right. And, uh, you know, be glad to do it again. And I right. hope you get some uh, some other guys to do it because it was a fun time, and I really right. enjoyed it. Thank right. you. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. It was a pleasure, sir. Welcome. Thank you. All right. All right, my friend. All right. Bye.